Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. We're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks to bring you locked on Clippers. Yeah, seven in the morning, you can come check us out. Three days a week right now during the offseason, but during the regular season, you know that that's Monday through Friday every day. That's right. Uh, kicking things off, we're going to have a mailbag Wednesday for you. Uh, we ask for your questions on Twitter. That's at Locked on Clips. Uh, so thank you to everybody who sent those in ahead of time. Got some interesting things to talk about. Uh, <laughs> possibility of Winslow and our expectations. Sort of a Terrence Mann extension. Uh, a debate about who the starting three should be. All sorts of great stuff in there. And then in segment two, we're talking breakout year candidates. We're going to focus on guys not named Terrence or Luke, uh, although they're probably going to come up in the conversation anyways. Uh, so we will talk about that. And then in shavings, uh, Ben Simmons trade rumors are heating up. We are going to address that. Uh, Rondo also took some shots at Ty Lu, So we're going to break that down. So all that and more coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know about Wednesdays on Locked On NBA. It's small market meets big market. Wednesdays on the Locked On NBA podcast. Join Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and John Corrales of Locked On Celtics to take a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Mailbag Wednesday. Thank you, everyone, who sent these in. We appreciate it. We do these uh, usually every Tuesday during the regular season, but the offseason gets a little wonky. Um, Let's jump right into it. Paul Crumholz asks, what are your expectations of Justice Winslow for the upcoming season? I mean, uh, well, first, assuming health, I feel like very, very low bar there. Right. Um, Yeah, expectations and hope with Justin's Winslow, I think, are so interesting to think about because I expect and know that he'll be a great defender when he's available. Like, we know that, but I think it's just hopes for Justice Winslow. And you're right. I think it's just that he can stay out there. I mean, he's played like 37 games over the last two NBA seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, b- before that, he had a couple of he, he had some solid, healthy seasons. Uh, I mean, so my my baseline expectation or hope, it's, I mean, I guess it's even a hope is that he's going to be available for 55 to 60 games. Um, okay, so, yeah. I hope that, too. <laughs> so clearing that bar would be great. Um, now. Part of the reason why I'm hoping for that availability number is I, I'm not sure what his usage is going to look like. Uh, I'm assuming it's it's going to be a little bit lower than he played uh, the last couple of seasons. He did yeah. average tw- like 20 of a game last season when he was healthy, um, which I, I don't know. It's still kind of up in the air what that rotation at the forward position is going to look at, uh, is going to look like. But we've talked a little bit about here with some of the spacing issues um, likely to manifest with, with sort of the the construction of that second unit. Um, I think that that like how much, you know, plus he can provide with his defense while not necessarily being uh, a high upside offensive player is going to determine that. Um, So, yeah, I I think that. (laughs) It hinges on shooting. Like it's like availability and shooting. Like if his shooting is going to be, not abysmal like it's been the last two years great 
I expect it. Like it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened because his three point shooting like fell off a cliff. He like even on fewer attempts than he took in the 18, 19 season. Like it's literally it, it's been half. Uh, of what it was for the last two seasons. So, I mean, if he could even get to like the 30, like the low 30% mark, um, that'll go a long way towards sort of increasing that play time uh, and just kind of helping, like helping him have a little bit more utility with the second unit or possibly staggered in with some of the starters. Speaking of the starters and being staggering in, this has to do with Justice Winslow as well. Non-biased NBA fan asks, who do you think is going to be starting uh, at the three? Terrence Mann, Justice Winslow, and even Nick Batum have a case. I I think it's going to be Terrence Mann. Um, I think you keep Batum off the bench to kind of keep things settled. We've talked about this on the spot a bunch. Batum is the great kind of like calm down the weird second unit stuff guy. Um, and I just don't know if Winslow, I mean, he's an above average passer for his, his position, but I just don't, I think it's got to be Terrence Mann. Yeah, I think... I think Terrence Mann makes a lot of sense. Um, Batum, I think, is like at this point of his career, maybe more naturally a four, though he can guard three. So that makes it like a little bit more tricky. Um, I kind of like this is like maybe a just a personal view, but I, I don't know if I want Nick Batum to be in the starting lineup, like through the re- the rigors of a regular season, especially in a year that we don't have Kawhi, like him staying healthy. Uh, also is just going to be so paramount. I mean, we know when available what he can do for this team, uh, you know, deep into the playoffs. So, I, you know, he has a case from a performance perspective for sure. Um, I think I, I'd rather him not have the starting position. So of these three, I'd say man, but I, I guess I'd ask you, what's the possibility that the starting three is just Paul George and maybe we add another guard into the mix? Damn. I wouldn't be mad at that. Like the old, I mean, Ty has experienced with the three guard lineup. Like we saw him do it a bunch when he first got here. Um, I don't know. I think we just got to keep it as close as it was last year. <laughs> like, I know yeah. it's impossible missing Kawhi, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think a new guy out there is going to help the starting five. Yeah. It gets a little goofy just because, I mean, we already know that the, like the Luke Reggie pairing doesn't really work. Um, right. We definitely know that. So like, maybe you could toss Bledsoe in there. I don't know. I'm just spitballing on this. If you would move, <laughs> if you would move Paul George, like back to kind of the three, uh, and run two guards, I don't know that, that we could do it. So, uh, that being said, I, I think man makes man to me makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, until, you know, like until it's either proven ineffective or, you know, or, or whatever happens, happens. Moving to Terrence Mann, about nothing pod wants to know what a Terrence Mann extension looks like. Um, just full disclosure, we have a we have one more year of Terrence this year for 1.7 million, and then uh, he can get uh, the qualifying offer. Or excuse me, the 2022 club option is non guaranteed, but that's 1.9 million. So you got to assume that the extension is probably coming maybe this year. But what does a Terrence Mann extension look like with our current cap situation? Yeah, so it's kind of weird because he's a second-round pick, so you're not bound to the same sort of rookie extension things that you are with first-round picks where I think you would need to extend him. You would need to extend him before the season starts, I think, next year, I think after the third year. Um, but you're you're not bound to any of that stuff because he's a second-round pick, so all stuff is sort of out the window. Um, 
I don't know, looking at some players like in that similar thing, like I, I was thinking kind of like OG Ananobi, who, you know, offensively oh, okay. a, a, a much bigger player. Um, Kuzma is maybe a little bit more similar, still like offensively had a had a heavier load, but I think that Terrence Mann could get to similar numbers. And th- those guys are at like, I, I think Kuzma's extension ended up being like three for 39. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that Terrence Mann could maybe, I think that he could maybe get to four to 60, but it would be kind of an incentive laden contract, which I don't know what the limitations are on, on what you can, you know, what kind of. Could you just go crazy with incentives? Like, like well, well, that's what I wonder. Um, but yeah, I would think that he's probably in that 12. I think he's probably like in that 12 range. Maybe it could get up to 15. It's really just going to depend on what this year looks like, because I feel like, you know, while we are a lot higher on Terrence than we were coming into the season, especially after that playoffs, like Mm -hmm. he's going to have to show a lot more over a lot longer period of time um, before, you know, we can really even get in the ballpark of what an extension could look like. So I'm saying for on a very high upside, what that could look like, uh, we'll have a better idea, you know, once the season starts. That's a good call. Um, Clipper Spencer with kind of a heavy one uh, asks, assuming Kawhi doesn't play this season at all, what would the Clippers have to do for you to consider this season a success? I mean, I, I, a lot of people on Twitter were saying that they still need to win the whole thing for this season to be a success. But I, oh, think I disagree. That, I, I, think I putting a lot of pressure on a team that is missing, still missing Kawhi Leonard. It's a very good team without Kawhi Leonard. I'm not saying that at all, but when, one of your big the when your bigger one of the big two is out, it makes it just makes things harder. It's just you know, it's just not. I, I mean, I think a successful season is a deep playoff run. And what that looks like is, I mean, I know it sounds funny because we just did this for the first time as a franchise last season, but it's getting out of the second round again. Uh, so I don't know about, I don't know about all that. I, I, to me, it's not about the result of the postseason because it can't be like, this is a, this is a year that we're playing with, uh, house money. Like to me, the way the mark of this season being a success is we are able to develop some of the younger guys. Uh, hopefully we can see, we can have Terrence Mann take a jump. Hopefully we can find a role for Luke and hopefully we can find a way to optimize Bledsoe and and like continue to develop Reggie like this to me is like your chance to develop players especially without you know a player who you know is so great but takes up so much time and there's so little opportunity for guys to get some run this has to be a year that's that's more about like just developing the talent that we have to keep this team uh you know deep enough to to make a, a really deep playoff run once Kawhi is back. Because that's the thing. Like we're effectively gonna be kind of running it back again after next after this season. Like it's not going to be too fundamentally different for this team. So I think you're right. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. So the biggest thing we can yeah the so the biggest thing we can do is make these pieces work even better together. You yeah. know and if they do work better together, looks like a deep playoff run. Um wrapping this segment up Trent Maddox asks the Clippers projected second unit of uh, Bledsoe, Luke, Winslow, Batum, and Serge has the potential to be the best bench unit in the NBA. Is there a better bench in the league? And what should our bench's nickname be? He nominates the Sioux Chefs because they're going to be cooking up some W's. Love that right off the <laughs> I way. love it. But so better bench in the league. Look, I mean, the Nuggets and the Jazz have a great regular season bench, right? Like those two teams have a really good bench. Um, a lot of it kind of depends. 
on Clarkson a bit. Remains to be seen how the Suns will look, but they have campaign coming back, which is very huge for that team. But I put the Clippers in the top half of the Western Conference for best benches for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, I mean, it's a great bench and, and it has to be. Um, and a lot rides on Luke, which we'll talk about in the next segment, but like he's kind of a catalyst on that bench unit now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, wherever Bledsoe ends up slotting in, I mean, that's going to be, it's going to be a huge test to, you know, make it through a regular season without your best player and this whole bench. I, I mean, I like the Sioux chefs because that's like, the, I mean, like that's truly, that's truly what it is. Like they're yeah. still going to have to be cooking up uh, at a very high level. Absolutely. And they are the number twos firmly just as the sous chef in any kitchen, you understand how the delegation works. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking breakout year candidates who aren't named Terrence or Luke, but we're going to talk about them a little bit, but first, Will, talk to me about unnecessary sweating. All right, folks. So there's a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing, right? And some of you may know someone that has dealt with this, and it can be difficult. Now, listen, I know this isn't life and death. There are much worse problems in the world and in the grand scheme of things. But let's be honest, in the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, God forbid. I'd rather not worry about it. And that's why people use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply add it at night before bedtime, go to bed. Next morning, you wake up wash and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed no more pitting out no more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better if you or someone you love is dealing with this you have to check out sweatblock get it today for 20 percent off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at amazon and cbs now that we're sweat free where can we watch some tv you can watch some freaking TV on direct TV. We all know how frustrating it is these days. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff, whatever that may be. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like you've never seen them before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Just a heads up, compatible device required. Content bears by package. Okay, so we're back and we're talking breakout of the year candidates. Now you put a qualifier in here. Breakout <laughs> of the year candidates that are not named Terrence Mann or Luke Kennard. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a very popular pick, rightfully so, among Clippers fans, that it's going to be Terrence and Luke who are going to make big steps. Because they, uh, they have to. Quite literally because they have to. I mean, after what we saw Terrence do last season, I'm really excited to see what happened. You know, there's no Kawhi. That opens up a lot of time for Terrence's position, for sure, just in terms of minutes and stuff like that. Um, and Luke has to have a bigger role, like to be worth the price tag and for the Clippers to be good. And we got to imagine that Tyloo has a better idea of how to use him now, right? Yeah, yeah, you would think so. Um, and so much of it is just based around keeping him involved in the offense. Uh, and actually, like, more than just involved, like, having Seth, a bunch of stuff run through him. Yeah. And I think with, you know, there's some less guards in the rotation now. 
uh, and he may get to stagger in a little bit with the starters, uh, just depending on how those rotations work out. I, I, you know, the possibility is definitely there. I, I would hope that um, there's a more clear idea of how to make him successful. Yeah, I don't want to see Luke in any more like experimental lineups, right? Like we want to see Luke in lineups that we kind of know that's going to work with him. <laughs> like that's not tinkering with his role any more than already kind of has been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just a guy like, for better or worse, who has such a defined skill set. Right. Um, that if you're not going to maximize that, then I, you know, I don't know what you're doing with a player that's sort of that specific. Yeah. And not expensive if you're not using it. Um, so first up is Avica Zubats. This is also a question we got from Yeti Moose. Um, he asked, what would Zubats need to do this year um, so that this time next year, we'd confidently say that he'd taken a leap forward? Uh, also just a little bit of news zoo posted a pic of him, Nurk and Bojan working out. So, I mean, health wise, that's a good sign. I think we can kind of just, I don't want to say assume, but, uh, it, it, things are looking good for him to be healthy when the, uh, the season starts for the Clippers, but will, all right, fast forward a year. What are we talking about? Zoo making a great leap forward after this year? What did he do in your mind? Um, I don't know. Improving the finishing would be a big, would be a big deal for me. Um, especially if, you know, we, we end up having to use him a little bit more, uh, to get some form form of offense out of him. And it's something that he has improved, uh, every single year. I mean, his overall field goal percentage last season was 65%, which was a pretty solid leap from the year before. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man, I guess just kind of keeping that field goal percentage uh, consistent with maybe a slightly higher, um, a slightly higher amount of field goal attempts. Uh, the passing. That's what's funny is like with zoo. I'm like, so we got to also kind of think about what his ceiling is. Cause right totally. now I don't think he's super far away from his ceiling. Like, I don't, I don't think his ceiling is like, I mean, I don't think he'll be an all-star. Like, I don't think he's that level of guy, but But to me, he has the, like, he has the capability and the skill set to be a double, double guy. Yeah, absolutely. And if he could get to being a double, double guy this year, I mean, that does a lot for this. Yeah. Playing the same defense, you know, showing a little more flourishes in the passing game, which he did last year. But yeah, I think double, double guy on a team with Kawhi PG and like, I, I mean, that's, that's a fantastic that's a great center to have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, passing is a good point you bring up, though, because we saw him out of the short the, year. The passing, I was going to say, is just not going to happen. I, <laughs> I, like At this point, I, I mean, I think he's going to be, yeah, like uh, under two passes per game kind of guy, which is fine. Uh, you know, we have enough people who can kind of put the ball on the deck and play make with the ball in their hands that, it, you know, it, Zoo being able to pass isn't really like a crux um or to me of anything uh i would like to see his like rebounding percentages uh improve a little bit um they took a bit of a dip uh his defensive rebounding took a bit of a dip from uh 1920 to last year uh and i think some of that just is due to you know higher minutes load um and also sharing the floor with you know two stars who are also very good rebounders Mm -hmm. um right yeah we got a lot of other guys who grab boards so that makes that almost makes the double double more impressive. If he's yeah, right yeah, now. totally, totally. And I mean, like I said, you know, with Pat gone uh, and with Kawhi out for you know the majority of the season at least, um, there are there there are going to be more available boards. Um, so it would be nice to see him 
to see him get there. Yeah, I don't know. Double double for me. Uh, Working on the hands a bit. I know that it's kind of a meme that he can't catch among Clippers fans, and he does have good hands. He gets bad passes thrown to him sometimes, but sometimes you're just like, man, we got to secure some of these. Like, you just got to be able to handle the bad pass sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially if, you know, when we just need him to kind of cre- not create, but at least be facilitated in, in the offense in right. some sort of way. Um, Cause that, you know, it just takes pressure off other people. I mean, scoring easy back, but buckets is both, you know, it's demoralizing for a defense that you're playing. And it also lets an older team kind of, uh, kind of relax a little bit. For sure. Um, I think if this year too, yeah, if he gets the double, double, the Clippers will be doing pretty good. If she's averaging a, a hefty double, double. And that's not, I mean, like, that's not insane to me. It's one more point per game and, like, three more total rebounds. Like, maybe the rebounding is a little bit harder. But, you know, as I said earlier, with the greater amount of available uh, rebounds, I I would hope that he's picking up those boards. Yeah, it's definitely doable. Um, And then second up for who's going to make a breakout, you know, have a breakout year other than uh, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, and Zoo, I feel kind of weird saying this. Nobody, like... So it it's, looks like like it, it's not. I mean, maybe Mook scores twenty points a game per game, like that would be huge. But to me, that's not taking like a leap. Like we know that Mook can do that. Like this, like when it comes to like breakout years, like Terrence last year is the perfect definition of that. We're like, we didn't know he could do all this stuff. Like, yeah, Re- I mean Reggie, I thought you know same same boat. Yeah. I mean to me, huge breakout year. Um, especially yes, but especially Playoff. with. Yeah, with those playoffs. So it's it's difficult, right? Because it depends on what you mean by a breakout. And I think if you set the sights maybe a little bit lower, I think adding in some of these G League guys or, or draft picks that we haven't gotten to see a lot of and like getting them even some solid rotation minutes, that to me is like a huge breakout year. So if you can find some minutes that where a player like, I don't know, Brandon Boston Jr. or Jay Scrub uh, or any of these guys can be productive in, um, to me, that would be, you know, that would be a huge breakout. Um, yeah, a scrub's getting rotational minutes and he's like playing okay defense and passing the ball. I don't know about that first part. <laughs> um, it would, that would be a breakout. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, damn. Okay. Like almost, I mean, you could almost say Amir Coffee had a breakout your last year in the sense of if you're a, you watch Clippers basketball enough to be able to qualify that, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think with, just kind of the year that we're going to have, like I said, you know, I think to me, the most important thing that the Clippers can do this year is just try to develop young talent uh, into, you know, at, at bare minimum net neutral sort of rotation minutes, you know, guys who aren't going to lose you a game and a couple minutes on the floor. I mean, that's solid like that, you know, that's a win. Uh, because of where we're at with our hard cap situation, like the cavalry, like isn't coming, you know, beyond Kawhi coming right. back. Uh, so, you know, we, you got to try to maximize the value of, of some of these guys. And in that regard, I mean, like there's big opportunities for breakouts for these guys, right? Yeah, like, the minutes are there. Like there's not a whole bunch, like some, you're all, you're listening to summer league sometimes. And they were like, you know, with Kawhi, there's a bunch of minutes for these young guys. And that's not necessarily true. It's but not the, quite that extreme. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There definitely are some where they can come in. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I think Jay Scrubs kind of honestly probably the best candidate after those three guys that we mentioned. Because, I yeah. mean, if four guys break out, I mean, the Clippers are going to have a phenomenal season. Like, you just got to hope. Like, because we are still kind of, we don't know what it looks like with Luke yet, but we know what it looks like with Terrence. So there's a little bit of hope, a little bit of trepidation here, but I think Clippers fans are all hyped up on it. 
Coming up, we're going to be talking a Ben Simmons to the Clippers trade possibility. It seems very difficult. Um, and then uh, Rajon Rondo just uh, taking shots at Tyloo. They just don't need to be taken. Uh, but first, got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Uh, bet you didn't know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. Uh, there's something for everybody. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. We've got salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, and double chocolate. I'm a bit on a double chocolate kick right now. Just a little sweet tooth, no big deal. But the nice thing about these delicious Built Bars is that they're healthy as well. So sweet and healthy. You got 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from just 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry, whatever you like. Go to built.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get 15% off your next order one more time. That's promo code locked on at built.com. And now that you're well and full, where can I put some money down? The best place to bet online is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. All right. Welcome to shavings where we kind of just talk about all the other random stuff uh, in the Clippers drawer, if you will. Hot name today uh, on NBA Twitter and in the NBA sphere, Ben Simmons. Uh, this saga just seems to be going on. He apparently told the 76ers, like, front office that he does not want to be a 76er and does not intend to report to training camp, um, which, you know, very NFL holdout of him to do. It's weird because he has four years left on his contract. So, like, how does that work? Totally. Are we just going to, are we at the point in the NBA now where we're just going to have one of these a year? Like last year was the I think so. thing. And like, I mean, it just seems like uh, every year we're going to have a marquee player with tons of years left on their contract. Just being like, Nope, not showing up for training camp. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be that like, it's very weird. He added that he'd prefer one of the California teams. So it's either Lakers, Warriors, uh, Clippers or Sacramento. Sacramento has the assets to do it, but like, does this level of public I'm not going to be here thing kind of just tank his trade value? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's difficult to say, right? Because, I mean, he's still a high-value player. And bare minimum, I mean, just matching his salary is going to take, uh, you know, either a, an all-star level player or a couple of, like, damn near, you know, on on good team-friendly contracts. Uh but to a certain point, yeah, it's going to take value, tank his value, especially if you're being so, so specific as like you want to go to one of the California teams. But, you know, we have seen teams make compromise as well. I guess just the Rockets into getting someone where yeah. they want to go. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to say, does this tank his value necessarily more than how he ended his season last year? 
I would say no. Um, I think that that was like the more damning thing or like a larger indictment on what his value is. Uh, we heard some sort of ridiculous rumors about at the start of free agency, what they were looking for. And it was what, like six first and three picks. Like it's, it's what the Clippers don't have. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's essentially that, which is why like, so now that his, his trade value is low, like the Clippers would have to get to $33 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, look, Morris Kennard and man, that works, but there's no, we can't throw in a bunch of draft assets. So it just doesn't, it doesn't seem possible. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I think that Morris Kennard package, uh, you know, with a young player, you can take a flyer on like man, uh, is interesting. I mean, they need the shooting. I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know that that's enough to move it's not like for, for philly like i i can't in any i can't in any realistic universe like see a pathway for the clippers to getting simmons if i'm being honest and like terrence man's gonna go back to doc rivers who just like doesn't know how to use him at all. Uh, yeah yeah it, it's very i think he, he might i the california teams thing is so funny because this is just this is another new threat like, it seems like the new player throws, like, I want, because this is not the first time we've heard, like, Dinwiddie wanted to go to one of the California teams. Like, this is not the first time we've heard um, someone say this. So, yeah. I don't know. There's also reports saying that Maxi would have to be involved with this because Rich Paul doesn't want his clutch guys to be in Philly anymore. Like, he, he Maxi was supposed to do some, like, local sponsorships, but we're told to cancel those um, because, like, he doesn't want his clients and Philly anymore. So that makes things even harder if the Clippers want to make a deal because Maxi is a good young player. Like, so apparently, and this is like, uh, according to some like clip or some Sixers fans discourse, uh, the thought was to get like the caliber of player that they're looking for with Simmons value being somewhat tanked. Uh, they would include some young assets as well, along with Simmons uh, to, you know, it's, you know, low contract, but high upside, hopefully, um there's also like some rumors that they really wanted to get in the dame sweepstakes uh but that you know like it didn't happen he didn't demand a trade uh that's been announced publicly yet so i that doesn't really seem like a possibility they're just in a weird area and like i think it just but you know i brought up the Harden thing at the beginning of this i honestly think they might like they might be in a similar situation where like, Hey buddy, like it or not, like you're still, we, we haven't found a home for you. And like the more you don't play, the harder it is going to be for us to find a home for you. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's sort of taste and, uh, NBA watchers have a bad taste in mouth of Ben Simmons after that horrific postseason. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean like, and he can't do, I mean like he just hasn't, had the career like the success that James Harden did so he can't do the same thing and like still expect to be a valuable asset you know and that's yeah uh that's difficult I I you know I, I they're either going to really have to lower what they're looking for in an offer or he is going to be starting the season in the Sixers uniform whether he's riding pine or not <laughs> that would be such a trip to see um closing out today's episode we got to talk about uh Rajan Rondo's comments at Ty Lu on Tuesday He was asked, you know, kind of about uh, last season and, you know, maybe the decline in his game. And he said, I don't think my game's declined. You're only as good as your coach believes in you. Going forward this year, I understand where I am in my career, but I believe I can still bring a lot to the game. Get out of here, dude. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like, 
there was clearly belief in you as we jettisoned a player that was part of this team's and identity, along with assets that this team does not have a lot of uh, in order to get you. So I don't know. I think that's kind of asinine. He even started a game for the Clippers at one point. So like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that to a certain degree, he, he was probably getting over uh, you know, because he had a terrible season in Atlanta. So he he was probably still sort of uh, trying to get back to 100% while he was with the Clippers. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think it's asinine to somehow put this like on the coach or something. Like... Uh, well, especially with a player like Rondo, who has had so many notable blow ups with coaches. Um, yeah, he's just, not a locker room guy. Like, yeah, dude, they're like, you've set a precedent and I get it. And like, you only want to play with certain types of teams and like certain, you know, constructions of vet players. And like, that's all well and good. But like, if you're not going to provide value to those teams, like, what the hell do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I'm just happy he's not on the team anymore. Like, uh, I'm probably never going to get over how nightmare bad front office work that trade was, but that's neither here nor there. Um, is that a wrap up? Anything else in the shavings drawer? No. Oh, uh, I saw House of Highlights like posted a thing uh, of the Nuggets kind of shredding the Clippers and Pat Bev. Uh, Pat Bev like tweeted like a hand in the face emoji and a three one. And I think that uh, he's still he's still haunted by that. Man, I I wish only the best for Bev. I I it was oh, a yeah. bummer that health prevented him from being available in that in that Nuggets second round um, two seasons ago and it was such a bummer to watch him leave after such a great, I, I mean, I thought he had a objectively great playoffs uh, this year from a defensive standpoint. Oh yeah. Um, hurts, you know, hurts, but Hey, at least there's one ex clipper who's having a good time. Uh, <laughs> up, uh, Thursday's episode. We're doing uh, thirsty Thursday talk and what we want to see more of Reggie Jackson this next season. What can we even see more of Reggie Jackson, uh, Jackson next season? Uh, check out locked on clips for a Twitter poll. Um, we're going to be asking a very difficult question there. Um, and of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can these very smart listeners make their friends smarter by telling them to listen to us? Uh, you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. The list goes on and on. If you can listen to a podcast on it, you can probably hear us there. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for listening. We appreciate it. We really need it. The season's almost here. Uh, terrifyingly close for Clippers basketball yet again. Uh, I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. As always, we appreciate you.